Hello, and welcome to episode 280 of Constructing Comics, a podcast building stories one page and one panel at a time. On this episode, we have an interview with Ben O'Grady and Joe Schuster, some of the creators from Tales of the Cloakroom, coming soon to Kickstarter. This is Matt, and I'm joined by Constructing Comics co-host Noah. So, Ben, thanks so much for, for being back with us. Um, you know, we were collaborators on uh, Future Tales of Sci-Fi, but it's great to check in with you and, and talk about another project. Um, but let's uh, let's do something here as we start off. Let's uh, start off with a quick bio and a little bit about the story that you have in this anthology. Sure. Uh, well, great to see you again, Matt and Noah. Um, you know, I do listen to the pod um, and very happy to be a guest again. But yeah, just a quick bio about me. So uh, I live in Orlando, Florida. Um, I actually have a day job. I work for Disney doing SEO. Um, and I've been a writer on a freelance basis, uh, not in comics, but for like freelance sports and website content. I've been doing that off and on for maybe 15 years. So I used to write articles for niche uh, sports magazines, you know, purely as a freelancer. Um, and then like three years ago, three, four years ago, I started writing comic scripts. You know, I wanted to give that a shot. Uh, and then a couple of years ago, I started writing my own uh, and producing my own like very short comics, right? Five pages, six pages, uh, which are some of the ones that you guys have seen. So mm -hmm. those are the ones that have been placed in like future sci-fi tales um, and some other indie publications. Cool. So let's uh, let's jump over to, to Joe real quick. Joe, let's uh, let's get a quick bio for you and a little bit about the story that you that you have in uh, in the anthology. Sure. Uh, well, Matt and Noah, thanks for having us on this. Uh, my name's Joe Schuster. I'm based out of Los Angeles. I'm uh, all around creative, a little bit of music, a little bit of writing. Um, yeah, just uh, always been uh, a big fan of comics and for years I just have been like writing in in my notes just all my ideas down and uh, so after taking Scott Snyder's class I, I knew right away that in parallel I would try to write my own comic you know mm -hmm. the full from script to getting the art done um, so little I guess elevator pitch of my story is uh, uh, like an outcast girl finds keys in her grandfather's jacket that uh, spiral her down a, a rabbit hole of espionage and assassins. Very cool. And Ben, I realized for uh, there that we didn't get the, uh, the quick synopsis of, of your story in the, uh, the anthology. Right. Sure. Yeah. Sorry about that. So my story in the anthology, it's sci-fi horror. Uh, it takes place at the South pole at um, a South pole, basically research station. Uh, and it's kind of a riff on the thing, you know, I'm sure everybody has seen the, the sci-fi classic John Carpenter's the thing. Um, but it's more of a psycho psychological horror take on it. So there's no like gore, um, or like dismembered bodies or anything like that. So people start disappearing at this research station. Um, it's kind of talked about in hushed tones and there's a big reveal at the end, exactly what's happening. Uh, and it's not exactly what you think is going on, you know, like you would think in the thing. Mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah, that's what it is. Six page comic. All the comics in the anthology are six pages. Um, so, you know, just really quick and dirty. And, uh, you know, I'm really happy with the way it turned out. 
cool. So I'm gonna check in with Noah here to see if he can he can lead us off with a sort of uh, making comics question. Noah, um, we're not able to hear you. Um, if you, how about now? Yeah, yeah, you're good. Uh, let's let's try that again. Okay. So Ben, I think we talked about this during future sci-fi tales, um, but I'm curious to hear both of your guys's uh, how you guys handle sort of high concept sci-fi in a short amount of time, you know, how much, you know, how much do you guys put into explaining and developing the concept while having a plot that, you know, the characters can sort of be, uh, can sort of drive forward and all that. Um, I'm just interested to hear your guys' take on that. Yeah. So you're asking like, how do you approach all of those things that you just mentioned in a very short space, like a six yeah. page. Yeah. So that's a great question. It's, it's tough. A six page comic is, I think what I found out is one of the toughest um, sort of pieces of comic writing. You know, if you, if you're trying to have a beginning, middle and end, you want to have some uh, character beats, you want to have some emotionality, uh, trying to cram all that into six pages is really tough. Try to and try to get in like sci-fi details. You know, if you're going to have an alien or whatever. Um, so the way I approached it is, I've never done this before. So the way I approached it is uh, basically in the middle of the six pages. There's like two pages where it's basically a montage. So a bunch of things happen really fast, and it's not heavy on plot. It's like one panel these characters something happens to them. The next panel, a different character, something happens. And it's almost like a summary montage. Um, and that was the way I handled the time compression because there's a bunch of characters that something happens to. And that was really tough for me. And the main lesson I, I've taken away from Scott's class, and we can talk about this more if you guys want, is uh, sort of like an emotional movement in your story that's more important than the plot. Right. That's something that Scott drives home and he pounds home like with every class. So I approached the story from an emotional uh, arc first, and then I kind of grafted the plot onto it, which, again, I've never done before. It's really tough. And, you know, so it's kind of like a first time experiment for me. And to cram all of that in six pages, it ends up being like, you know, maybe less than 30 panels. It's maybe 25 panels. So it, it was quite an exercise, uh, you know, and Joe, you know, I'd love to hear your take on the same thing, but yeah, I thought it was really tough, um, but extremely rewarding. Cause you, you know, I think it increases your skill a lot. If you are successful mm -hmm. making a six page comic. I have to apologize. I have uh, two small chihuahuas who also want to be on the podcast, but I think I understood the question, which was basically how to get like a full story within six pages. Mm -hmm. And I have to agree with Ben that it was very tough. I found myself like I thought in the beginning, I'm like, oh, six pages, like no problem. That's plenty. Like I got everything I need. And then you find yourself like it, it becomes too many panels per page. And like, you really have to narrow down uh, exactly what Ben said, which was also my, one of my biggest takeaways from Scott class was like the emotional elements of a three act structure is like the most, from what I understood, like the most important thing that drives the story. So I tried my best to uh, accomplish that within the six pages and sort of the plot came almost secondary to that. 
Yeah, it's Joe, this was your first script, is that right? It was my first full script. Like I've, you know, written little pieces uh, here and there, but this was my first beginning to end full script, yeah. Very cool. I, I, it has to help with you, Ben, when you're trying to condense something to sort of play off of sort of a, a known story like the thing too, right? Like to sort of have that as your structure for the concept. And obviously you have a spin on it, but that kind of also has to sort of maybe help you focus more on that emotion in the story. Yeah, I think so. Yes. So you can, so basically if it's like a known subgenre and a known story, you can almost like skip a few steps. Right. But I wanted to play with the story of the thing and have a twist, my own twist on it so that the reader thinks something is happening, but there's like a bait and switch almost. Um, so yeah, you can definitely do that. But, you know, again, when I first wrote my outline for the story, I had like all this stuff, all these bullet points. It was probably, if I wrote that actual script, it'd probably be like a 30 page one shot or something like that, right? So I had to keep cutting, 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 throwing scenes out. I threw almost every scene out that I, that I had imagined. And, and there's only like one or two scenes left out of the pile that I had. So yeah, it was quite an exercise. It's really like, like a self editing exercise more than anything else and trying to stay true to the emotional core of what you're, what you're trying to say. Would you say that was the same for you, Joe, as well? Like, I mean, obviously like there isn't much under the sun as far as science fiction goes, as far as concepts, but it's like, you can, you can do an alien invasion story like Independence Day, or you can do an alien invasion story like Mars Attacks, you know, and both can be unique, that kind of thing. But, you know, what matters is sort of the emotion. But was it similar for you, Joe, like just sort of taking something known and then, you know, trying to find the emotional heart of it? Um, kind of. So my story is not sci-fi. It's more, I guess, like a action thriller. But that being said, there's like so many examples of like a spy thriller. Right. So similar to Ben, it's like right away, so many scenes pop in my head of like what I want this girl to go through as she enters in this world. But because of the six pages, very constricted into like just those key moments in that six page span of time, which was difficult. Yeah, well, sort of being aware of the tropes, I guess, also has to help both of you guys in editing it, right? Like where it's like, I've seen this too many times. That means the reader's seen this too many times, right? I think so, yeah. I, I think you can play around with that. They're almost like signposts in a story that you can choose to ignore or you can play to, you know? So, and it can be something as simple as just a little piece of dialogue or... Um, a little piece of action, right? You know, something's going to take place in a spy thriller, maybe a car chase or something like that, or a chase, right? A chase is every spy movie has that, um, you know, so you can kind of play with those tropes or you can choose to ignore them. You know, it's like whatever your spin is. So let's, uh, let's go back to maybe a bit of uh, the origin here. You know, we obviously have a big name here with, with Scott Snyder um, sort of, you know, having zoom calls and, and, and talking you through what was um, how does, how does Scott handle these, these classes? Um, did you guys get through this through a, a sub stack? Like what was the process of getting in there? Do you want to take that one, Joe? No, you uh, sure. So it was, yeah, it was a sub stack and I believe that you can pay either monthly or yearly. 
and you were invited to the Zoom classes once a month, I believe, as well as the Discord, which uh, as I think what all of us got the most usage out of the Discord, which became this like uh, thousands of people, you know, all creatives, all writers, just sharing and helping and, you know, sharing resources. So, uh, yeah. Very cool. And so how did you guys handle like sort of the pairing up? Like, are there people who had more of an artistic focus that were there? You know, both of you guys are sort of mostly on the writer side, but you know, I, I've seen the preview of this book and there's, there's amazing art. So like, were there people who were more like, Hey, I'm art focused, but I want to know like, you know, how writers think. So this might be able to, you know, help my ability to collaborate. Um, how did all of that work out? I think certainly there were some creators uh, within our anthology. So, so our anthology book is a smaller group out of the Scott Snyder class. We're mm -hmm. all out of the Scott Snyder class. Uh, within our group that's in the anthology, I believe that there are some, that, some creators, at least one who uh, did both the art and the writing. Um, and in, within Scott's class, the bigger discord, there's all kinds of, there's writers, artists, graphic designers, just Better. folks who are yeah. uh, fans of the medium of comics and okay. want to learn more. Yeah. I mean, there's even novelists and filmmakers like anyone, oh, yeah. anybody who's interested in writing, no matter what your creative background, there's those folks in there. So, From novice to uh, published. Nice. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. like for our group, it started off almost entirely as writers. We do have a couple of writer artists. Uh, we have a couple of stories where um, all of the whole thing was made by one artist. And so what Joe and I did is we went and hired artists. Okay. So we went out just like any indie writer would do and, you know, found an artist, made a deal, um, went through the layout process, um, you know, approved the art and then got it colored. So we went and hired colorists, we hired uh, letterers. You know, so we went through that classic process and that was that was a whole phase of our project for making the anthology was the production of the comic before we even got to the, um, you know, the Kickstarter phase. Like the comic is the book is entirely done. The art is 100 percent done. Um, so as soon as we hit Kickstarter, like the book is ready to print, you know, so that's a little bit of an unusual path. But we sort of mapped that out with the beginning of Scott's class, which started last September. Uh, and then, you know, Joe is the one who sent the first email out, the first sort of like call for creators for the anthology. And from there, we were like, okay, who's interested in making a comic? Why don't we all get together? Let's make an anthology. And then we just kind of like grew from there. Cool. That's so cool. I, I One thing that always sticks in the front of my mind when I think about Scott Snyder, and I'm interesting if he talked to you guys about this and sort of if you've applied this to your work is that what I appreciate is that he has such strong hooks at the beginning of all his series and at the beginning of each issue in the series. And it seems like he and like writers like Tom King really understand how to sort of like grab you with a sentence. It's almost like an essay, you know, where they just sort of grab you with a sentence that maybe you'll be like, how does this relate to the story that's going, but it catches your attention and it keeps your interest going throughout the story. Was that something that you guys like, you know, was that something he went into with you guys? And then were you able to apply that to your work? Joe's yes. nodding his head very yeah, emphatically. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I guess yeah. in a sense, like, I don't know if we should like sort of like do, uh, I don't know, Ben, 
do we give like all the stuff that we've learned within Scott's class? That's why I was saying more like, like how did you apply it to But I will, so I I will say that like he, he definitely talks about that and his method of using the basics, like something so basic to all writers, a three act story structure, the way he views it twist, like made me grow as a writer almost instantly. Like I felt like I leveled up from hearing him talk for 20 minutes about it. Like something I've, I've always known about the three act structure, you know, since high school. So um, as far as pitching goes, yeah, he, he gives a pretty cool example too, that I, I remember of like the first page of a story, a Batman uh, story that it, it, the first page tells you the entire story from beginning to end, but you have to know, you know, to see it that way. But that was a also eye opening for me. Yeah, it's like he, a cold open in a James Bond film or something like that, right? It's like the best ones tell you the whole story right at the beginning. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, basically every class he will cover his own books, and he'll even go so far as to show you the script, give you the script um show you the issue like panels and pages on comiXology he has it on his laptop and then he'll break it down you know he'll be like three x structure of this one characterization on this class um you know and he'll do that for other comics too like he's looked at uh jason aaron's thor um monstrous you know a whole bunch of comics like he gets into the nitty-gritty of deconstructing a comic and how the different pieces of storytelling apply to it so yeah like he definitely does exactly what you're talking about like for me that was amazing because i've read a lot of his library you know so it was amazing to be able to hear him talk about like how he wrote um you know black mirror uh court of owls um american vampire like basically like all of his books very cool so there's also a pretty impressive guest list of uh people who came in and sort of helped out you know in addition to scott do you want to talk about some of the the people who came in and maybe some of the takeaways you got from from those people yeah you want to hit that one joe yeah they've all been really great uh i i, I uh, really enjoyed chip sudar oh i'm gonna mess it up and i love his writing Zdarsky? Zdarsky? I think it's just zadarsky yeah zadarsky I think, he, I think he got it yes um anyway uh what I love about the guests is that they just talk about collaboration and the industry and like some stories. Donnie Cates was a great class as well. Um, I think I think that the the guests are a big part of it, but I think Scott's insight into his creative process for me as a creator is a bigger part of it. Nice. Yeah. What what collaboration? You know. Um, what did you guys learn things that you were able to then apply with your artists on these stories? Like as far as collaboration goes, um, had you guys worked with, I guess, first off, had you guys worked with these artists before on this book or was this both of you guys first time working with these artists? I believe Ben has worked with his artist. Uh, no. So uh, Massimo, I found while I was in the class, so I'd never worked with him before. So I found him, I found him through another student though. So one of his best friends as a writer in the class, I sort of DM'd with him. Uh, I think his name's Adriano and they're both Italian. Uh, and he, you know, I looked at Massimo's um, portfolio after talking with Adriano and I was like, whoa, this is amazing manga art. Uh, let me see if I can get him. So we just emailed, started talking and, you know, one thing led to another. 
fantastic collaboration. He's one of the best collaborations I've ever had. Um, sorry, what was what was the beginning of the question? <laughs> I was just, just wondering because like, you're talking about collaboration. I was wondering yeah. if you learned anything from them about like how to work with your artist better or yeah, anything like that. So this is yes. Yeah, so this is a story I think we can probably repeat from the first class. His first guest was Greg Capullo, you know, one of his very frequent artist collaborators. And um this he, they, you know, they talk about a lot of stories working together because they worked together for like a decade. But one of the ones is uh, when Scott was showing us and talking about the Court of Owls script, it was extremely detailed, tightly structured, just very, very extensive. And he had never worked with Greg before. So he gives Greg this and there's like pictures embedded in this document and all this other stuff. And Greg is just like, hey, man, just relax. Like, I, I'm a pro, like, you don't need to you don't need to be this tight about it. Right. So, um, and they talked about that quite a lot because there were certain very specific scenes where Scott's like, Hey, you know, do this, add these things. Here's some pictures. Here's research I did. And Greg's like, I got it. You know, we're fine. So their collaboration has evolved over the years where it's much looser. Mm -hmm. He knows Greg, know, you know, can do all of this stuff. Uh, now they have a shorthand, like um, collaborators always talk about establishing the shorthand. If you work with an artist a lot, so yeah, that for me was really eye-opening, you know, that pr two pros at that level would still have sort of like issues in the beginning communicating, but then it takes, takes a while and they, they evolve over time. So that was really interesting for me. Yeah. I think I've heard uh, Scott on other podcasts, you know, when that sort of collaboration was starting, he was like, you know, going through all of these things. He's like, Hey, you know, I have all of these awards. And I think Greg Capullo's like response was like, I'm sure that makes your mom really, really happy, but you know, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna be able to, to take care of all of these things. Just, just relax, which is what you, what you got to there. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, there's, you know, Ben, I know that like you've worked on stuff, but a lot of people here were, you know, early on in their creative career. So what were some of the, like, the things that you learned, you know, and like, it looks like you had people work like editing and, and different things like that. So, so what for, there's actually the question for both of you, like, what were some of the, the things that you, that you learned, you know? I mean, the best advice that, you know, you always get when they're like, hey, how do how do I get into comics? It's like make a comic. And as you're making it, you, you figure things out step by step by step. So like, was there anything exactly that, that? Yeah. OK, just doing it step by step. And and uh, the other half of our project team ha has some experience within indie comics and, and same. I, I would say I believe I might be mistaken that I'm probably the biggest newbie of the group with zero this is my first go around at all this uh, ben i think has has created comics before um and the other half chris and aubrey i believe have somewhat been involved as well but i think for a lot of us it's been having a goal and from that like big goal and then all the steps that come from that big goal and like kind of mapping mapping that out as it comes nice yeah, the, the biggest the biggest thing, well, there's a couple of things I've learned from a technical aspect. I've never done a Kickstarter, like I've never helped organize a Kickstarter. Um, and that was kind of like really nebulous for me, like how the how do you do the math on your campaign goals, on your budgeting? Um, when do you need your art done by? Do you do it before you launch or do you do it after? You know, a lot of different routes you can take. So 
I reached out to a lot of um, people who've done successful Kickstarters. Like you guys know, Drew Lenhart. So I befriended him and I talked to him a lot because he's done a lot of Kickstarters mm -hmm. uh, and just try to pick his brain and get a lot of information. So just from a technical aspect, that's been incredibly helpful. And that's been a big learning curve. But as far as like creating comics goes, you know, Joe and I are both uh, on the editing team. Um, so we both have had um, exposure to everyone's comics in the book and have helped guide them and provided editorial feedback, right? As far, even as much as like uh, line edits, you know, going line by line on a script and making suggestions. And then they get to the art phase, making more suggestions. And I've never edited a comic before. I've only created. So that was a big learning experience for me. Uh, just how to communicate with other creators at, with various different experience levels. You know, some people, they didn't even know where to go find an artist. Uh, so where do you even look? So mm -hmm. starting from that, and then some people um, have made comics before. And then how do you approach them? You know, do you, how, how do you speak with them about like their book? So huge learning curves uh, for both of those aspects for me. Go ahead, Joe. If it was me, because I know nothing, I thought it was so simple. Like, <laughs> you write, you write the six pages, whatever you want. You find the artist, art done, cool, we're good, right? Put the book together. Like, I had no idea. You know, I'm we're editing each other's work, and it's all in a positive way. I had no mm -hmm. idea. Like, I've learned so much and and have grown so much from all the feedback that we've all been giving each other and bouncing ideas off of each other. Um, yeah, it's, it's definitely not as simple as, you know, writing some six page script that you feel and then finding an artist. It's so much technical work goes into it from the actual, you know, conception of an individual comic to putting a bunch of stories together cohesively. Right. That's also its own beast that has to be tackled. Yeah. Joe, tell them like the story of your first artist. Oh, well, so so the first thing I did I immediately, like I said in the beginning, as soon as I uh, signed up for Scott's class, I told myself, you're going to write like a, you're going to complete a comic book. You're going to do this. So I started to reach out to people within the discord like, hey, anybody want to do this? Because I'd have never done it before. So I'm like, let me find a bunch of people, you know, and we'll all do it together, which makes it easier. So I started reaching out to people in the bigger discord, which long story short, turned into our, you know, anthology group. Um, and at that time, I was like, I'm going to use an artist from this Discord, too. Mm -hmm. So I found my favorite artist out of everyone who was posting their art and reached out to them. And they were down. And for, like, months, they were down. And I finished the script, and they were down. And then it came crunch time, and they were not down. And so I had to scramble to find a new artist, which... After, luckily, after like everyone sharing their resources, I realized there's like those Facebook groups and there's Reddit groups. And so I just made a posting and I lucked out and found an artist that I, I think is great and was so easy to work with. And uh, just it was great experience. I think it turned out, honestly, I'm so happy that I am working with the artist that I'm working with now. Not as, e not as easy as you thought that to make a comic, right? <laughs> no, 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 no. That was my that's my biggest lesson. Yeah. So um, 
I have sort of a general story question. Um, Joe, I wasn't able to see your story in the preview, but at least from, from Ben's, it seems like yours is a little open-ended. Is there a way that we come back to this story at, at, at some point? My story, you mean? Yeah. Uh, I would love to, you know, man. I mean, like I said earlier, like I wrote a, a long outline uh, and did a brain dump of everything that could be in the story. I would love to maybe one day write like a, a graphic novel or a one shot, you know, or mm -hmm. maybe like a three or four issue miniseries where I expand that six page story and really flesh it out. And I have in mind like a part two of what happens after the last panel. Um, so sure, like I would love to do that. You know, I definitely wanted the story to stand on its own if I yeah. never it again. You know, there was a note of finality to it. Um, but, you know, I have ideas just probably like everybody else does when they make a six page comic, like what happens next? Yeah. I'm sure you do too. So, um, yeah, I, I, I would love to revisit that at some point in the future, but we'll see. Yeah. I didn't mean like open ended and like, uh, like a bad way. Like you give us like a conclusion, but like you said, you're just like, hey, like, what what what's happening the next day when these when these folks wake up and yeah. all these things that have just transpired are are still part of their world? It was is more of like you, a continuation of you know we we certainly have beginning, middle, and end, but there's like hey they there's repercussions that they still might have to deal with here, right? For sure, I think yeah. every good story does that. Right at the end, it makes you say like, is this really over? Like, what's about to happen next? You know, you don't want it to end. Sure, sure. Yeah. I think in horror, that's kind of true too. Like, you know, Stephen King often has in his books and movies, like there's a twist, a twist at the very end, like in the last minute where there could be a whole nother bunch of stuff that happens. Uh, I've never written a horror story before. So for me, I wanted there to be something like that at the end of it, um, where if I wanted to write more, I could. And, you know, I, I kind of left that in there. Um. I have one more question and then I'm going to check in with Noah. So, um, you know, you guys are doing this. Are, are the the classes with Scott um, still sort of like ongoing? Say like somebody's listening to this podcast right now and they're like, hey, you know, this sounds really cool. You know, I'd, I'd love to get insight from, you know, one of the biggest writers uh, in the industry. Like, is, is this still something that's, uh, you know, available for people to jump into? Yeah, you want to take that one, Joe, or do you want me? I'm not quite certain of the answer to that. Okay. Oh. So uh, I'm pretty sure, well, I know there's a class this month, June. I think it's June 15th. You can always sign up uh, for the class. It's only seven bucks a month. And I think maybe 70 bucks a year. So there's a discount if you just pay upfront for the whole year. Uh, and that gives you access to the Discord. So everybody in the Discord, you can always interact with. And then you get all the zoom calls, which are recorded. So you can just go through each monthly lesson and just watch on your own. Uh, I personally think watching Scott teach live is really exciting, right? I, I get really charged up after um, one of his classes live and I want to go like, right. I want to sit down and write. Um, so I think he's only got one or two more classes left. Uh, and I'm assuming that he's going to do the class again next fall, right? Okay. For round two. So, but the value, you know, I'm going to sound like a ma massive evangelist for the class, but it's only 70 bucks. You know, the value in it is off the charts. Um, totally. Yeah. Like for 70 bucks, you get all this 
insider knowledge uh, from one of the top writers in the industry. And, you know, you can meet, uh, it's a great space for meeting other collaborators. So the value is definitely there. So let's talk a little bit about the anthology and in, in total, you know, we, we have you two guys here, but like, what do you, what do you guys have as far as like, you know, stories and, you know, possible page counts just for anybody who's listening, that's getting excited about the, the, the Kickstarter. Can you tell us a little bit about the number of creative teams, like number of stories, you know, possible number of pages? Do you know the technical numbers, Ben? It's like a hundred and yeah, 11 so... pages, I believe. There's 22 stories. Uh, there are six pages or less. We do have a couple that are fewer than six pages. Okay. So the book itself will be whatever the math on that is, but it's going to be like uh, with cover and back matter and table of contents, it's going to be close to like 120 pages. So it's a pretty sizable anthology, but it's not the biggest one out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, 22 stories, 22 creative teams. Um, most creative teams are like writer artists, but some of them are just writer artist, one person. Uh, and some teams have like a letterer and a colorist and in addition to a line artist, um, you know, and we're trying to definitely give credit to everybody that's involved with the project. Cool. And there's a, you know, I, again, I've seen the preview. There's some really impressive sort of, you know, cover artwork. Like what were those people who have like interiors in, in the pages that were, you know, selected to, you know, do some cover work there? Yeah. Do you want me to take that one, Joe? Or do you want to? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the, the covers are interesting. Um, we have some fairly sizable name artists that uh, contributed art in those areas. Uh, I actually don't want to reveal the names because okay. we're saving those reveals as like part of our campaign, sure. like a marketing campaign, but um, you know, they're published authors uh, with some of the um, bigger publishing companies. Um, and we kind of, as an editorial team, we made a decision early on. We were like, why don't we reach out to some, you know, bigger name artists and see what we can get. Just throw some, you know, throw it out there. And we got a couple of them. Uh, beautiful artwork for all three uh, of these images. Um you know, like I said, we're going to do reveals of those uh, after the Kickstarter launches on okay. uh, all of our socials. Um, so, you know, people will eventually see, but uh, they did not do, they did not contribute interior art. I do want to say that. Uh, so they don't have stories in the book. Um, but for the most, well, not for the most part, like all of the stories have pretty incredible artwork, right? Like one of our things was we wanted to have professional quality stories and artwork, whatever it took to get to that point. Uh, because we were representing Scott, right? Like he, he actually lent his name to the book. Um, you know, so as an editorial team, we were insisting on professional quality stories and artwork. Yeah. Uh, Noah, uh, question, uh, do you have any questions for the guys? Yeah, I was wondering, um, so that's a real cool incentive for collectors to come on board, you know, with, with if you have like, you know, multiple cover artists and things like that. Are the uh, interior artists, are they doing anything special like for the like, you know, rewards or yeah, this might just be a good opportunity to talk about the other uh, rewards on, on the Kickstarter as well. We don't want to give too much away on yeah. what we're going to do with the Kickstarter until we launch, but okay. there, of course, will be some cool rewards and uh yeah, I mean, we think we think that we're onto something special here. It's definitely yeah. bigger than, you know 
Joe the novice trying to make his first comic book. Thank God, you know, it, 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 it became bigger than that. So, and we're, we're really excited for that. Yeah, we do have some goodies, like Joe is saying, um, that are that were donated. Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll just have to see after the Kickstarter launches. <laughs> that's a great tease. Thanks, guys. No, that's good. And and it's June 15th. Is that the, the, the launch date? Yeah, June 14th. Okay, cool. Awesome. So in, as we as we wrap up here, you know, um, I think there's a there's a Twitter for the uh, the anthology. Is there any other like social media for for people to check out to, to stay up to date? I know the most important thing is to to go to the Kickstarter, click the notify me so that you you know, you get that email in your your inbox in case you're you know out and about on the day that it launches. But uh, where are the place where are the best places to, to keep up to date? Yeah, you can find our socials, uh, Twitter and Instagram at Cloakroom Comics. Uh, obviously, all one word, no underscores or anything, Cloakroom Comics. Uh, we also have a website URL that will redirect you to the Kickstarters, so it's easy to remember. So it's talesfromthecloakroom.com. So you type that in, you'll go right to the Kickstarter. Uh, or, you know, if you just do a Google search on Tales from the Cloakroom Kickstarter, it'll probably mm -hmm. pop up. But yeah, those are the main places we're trying to be active on socials. Um, you know, and kind of like tease information out every other day or so about the, the book because we're getting pretty close to launch day. Sure. Um, I guess I have two questions. Uh, where does the, the, the title of the anthology come from? Oh, that one's um, yeah, Cloakroom Comics. So uh, the, what makes us an anthology is the fact that all the stories involve a jacket. Okay. Where we got that from was originally I was like, here's what we're going to do. All these people, everybody pitch into the email, your idea of an anthology, like whatever it is, everyone do it. And I'm going to take it to my local comic store and ask the guy who works there, which do you think is the best? And we're going to go with that. Like, it's not going to be me. It's going to be comic store guy. <laughs> uh, and then it might have been Ben. It's somebody pointed out that that's probably just going to be too crazy and not going to work. And at that moment, Scott Snyder's uh, company is called My Best Jacket. My Best Jacket? Best Jacket Press. Best Jacket, Best Jacket Press. Yeah. So well, as soon as like Ben told me this isn't going to work, we need to think of something else, I just put two and two together. And I was like, why don't we just do a jacket? It's connected by a jacket. We're all in this class. Um, so from the jacket, we were just brainstorming names of like, well, what are we going to call ourselves? What's this going to be called? And cloakroom comics, jacket, cloakroom sounded cool. Boom, boom, bomb, bing. Yeah, we actually, so in our discord, we actually posted a, um, a naming contest with a couple of bunch of different options and That's then right. you can vote on it. So we had a discord poll so you could vote on the finalists. Uh, so tales from the cloakroom was like the overwhelming, um, favorite you know and that's what we ended up but yeah best jacket press jacket cloakroom tales from the cloakroom you know one thing led to another cool awesome. so my 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 follow-up question and then i'm going to let noah go is so that you know you guys spoke earlier about you know there had to be a level of professionalism here you know at the very top you know above the 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 title of the book there there's scott's name is he aware of the uh the anthology that you guys are putting together? Oh yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. So we've been working um, through his assistant editor to get things like that approved. So we actually approved us officially using his name on the book. 
Um, you know, we're not part of Best Jacket Press or anything like that, but we're indie. Mm-hmm. Um, but so we're, you know, lightly partnered with Scott and his organization. Sure. So, yeah, and that's like us, you know, like we've been talking about, that's one of the reasons why we wanted to have a high level, high quality level was because we are using Scott's name and representing mm-hmm. him. I believe he tweeted us already as well. He, he did. He, he did tweet us. Yeah. So we're trying to get more shout outs on social directly from Scott. Um, but, you know, we're not part of Best Jacket Press. That's awesome. Well, yeah, I'm that's... sure it's a good it's a good promotional tool for his class to have this book. So, oh, yeah. If I were Scott Snyder, I would be tweeting all over this shit. Yeah. <laughs> well, we hope as soon as we launch, uh, you know, it'll get to that point for sure. Very yeah, cool. I think so. so we're going to link the Kickstarter uh, pre-launch, um, the, the Twitter and the Instagram. But do you guys want to give out any individual um, social media handles, um, you know, to, you know, keep up to date with with this and other stuff that you're working on? Uh, well, I have a, you know, my personal website where I have some digital comics posted. If anybody wants to read some of my past stuff, that's just benogrady.com, you know, very simple. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, I have a Twitter also that I'm decently active on. So it's at Ben O'Grady. So yeah, that's where you can find me. Cool. And, and Joe, how about you? Uh, you can follow me on Instagram. I'm at, uh, at daily Joe um, but you know, most importantly is follow our Kickstarter and uh, cloakroom comics. Very nice. Uh, just, just one last question before we, we move on. Um, Ben, I know that you, from my experience in, in past Kickstarters and past anthologies, a lot of sci-fi stuff. Do you want to, is there any other, you know, genres that you might want to, to touch on soon? Yeah, for sure. So the second half of this year, uh, I sort of pledged after the anthology project is done. I want to start working on longer stuff. Uh, I think you and I might've talked about this before, but you know, everything I've written has been, I think 12 pages or less comics, Mm -hmm. you know, so I want to, um, I have two things in mind. I'm going to work on one is a limited series, four or five issues. So standard, uh, length comics, 2022 pages, and then also a graphic novel that's, um, YA fantasy. So young adult fantasy, so that'll be a big departure for me from the sci-fi. So, um, yeah. So the answer is yes, for sure. Cool. And Joe, you know, we have an action thriller. Um, we sticking with action thriller. Any any areas we might want to go into? I love action thriller. I do. <laughs> but yeah, I'm uh, I'm working on a horror right now, nice. uh, which is very unlike me because I don't even I don't read a lot of horror. But I have this like ode to spawn in my head and that's the kind of like horror-esque so I'm, I'm writing that and uh as well as a fantasy piece oh nice very cool well Howdy. if you took a if you took a class taught by scott snyder and had greg capullo in it you know you know yeah eminent like horror writer and a guy who worked on spawn you know that's got to be some go. great inspiration wow. there we had tiny in in um two classes ago you know he's the hottest horror writer hottest writer in comics right now yeah yeah i mean and hey donny cates isn't uh isn't too too far behind right (laughs) no certainly not yeah cool so all right guys so again we're gonna have links to to everything in the in the show notes um it's really cool you know 
very excited for this this book the the preview art uh, the the cover images all this stuff uh looks really great so um i just want to encourage everybody to to check this this kickstarter out um, for anybody listening if you give us a rating and review on the podcasting service you use we really appreciate it if you want to follow our podcast we're on twitter and that is at construct Compod. instagram is constructing comics pod and facebook is constructing comics just once again want to thank everybody for listening please be safe be nice to each other and go out there and make some comics. Thank you.